is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. So that is music by a gal that we've uh, taken quite a liking to here on Sirius XMLQ. Her name is Anne Steele, and that track is called Without You, taken from her EP, What's Mine. I'm Larry Flick, and, uh, you know, I met her uh, not too long ago, and I had to get her back for a longer chat. Anne Steele's in the studio. So nice to see you. Thank you for having me. You are the cutest. Oh, thanks. You are the absolute cutest. <laughs> You've got this, like, face. I wonder um, if you're ever not smiling. Um, no, um, well, I mean, certainly, there are days where I'm not smiling. <laughs> I know, that's a dumb question, but you do, you just have a naturally joyful, uh, I'm a happy person, energy around you. Um, so the, the EP is out, it's been out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Came out in February. And, and people are, are, are finding their way to it slowly but surely, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good thing because yes. you want, you want to build the audience as opposed to have a big jump and then have it disappear. Right. Um, are you feeling like people are getting where you're coming from musically with this EP? I think so, yeah. I mean, it was a big transition for a lot of people. A lot of the specifically interviews that I've been doing with um, press ac- across the country in different cities, um, specifically Chicago, a couple of the guys that I did interviews with, they were sort of surprised because they they saw me build as like New York City cabaret artist. Right. And then they heard the CD and they were like, wait, what? You know, because it's a very pop-driven, you know, right. dancey EP. Because for people who are just meeting you through the EP, uh, Anne Steele is a very well-respected, award-winning uh, uh, stage cabaret artist, which is a very different world right? than than the pop music top 40 world. And it is. It's one that a lot of people want to break into, but it's, it's, it's tricky. Well... Uh... It's it's really hard to sort of make a successful financial career in cabaret. Um, I I hate to say it that way, but um, you know you produce your own shows, and uh, it's a great way to start. I think it was a great way for me to start to transition um, for out of because I when when I moved here I was a you know all Broadway auditioning all the time. You know I started working in a piano bar to right. just make money, and you know certainly earned my chops in music in in piano bar. Learned how to, you know live in the moment and and be very flexible and uh, sort of uh, be able to do anything on the spot. You know, a lot of people, um, I find, a lot of actors that go come in and in a piano bar maybe, they don't know how to live off in the moment. Do you know what I mean? They, they, sure. They play a part and it's very scripted and specific and amazing they can do that. That's yeah. not me. Yeah. Um, I've discovered over time. But I have learned through Piano Bar how to live in the moment and sort of be very, you know, spontaneous as an entertainer. It's All of this is fascinating to me because – in my mind, having lived most of my career, the music part of my career, in pop music and rock and roll and in dance music, um, I always thought that the money, the more stable musical world would be cabaret than pop music because you can uh, establish a following. And I mean, I know what club, club owners are like and managers are like. They're the scum of the earth. But I also know that... <laughs> That if you if depends you, on the venue, depends on the venue, but by <laughs> and large, they're not a good species. Well, um, but but I just assumed it, I assumed it would be the opposite. 
Well, there's no one producing you. When you do your own shows, you produce yourself. Right. Really, unless you find someone to back you, which... Uh, the Holy Grail, an angel, right? Right, well, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you produce your own shows. You you pay your musical director, you pay your you know pianist, you pay your band, whatever. So it's really, you have to really work hard and build and build and build to gain a following enough to be able to support a career like that. Mm. And I do have a very amazing following in New York and I've been able to you know sell out Joe's pub every time I play and I've and it's a great feeling but the reality is I like to sing pop music and I wanted to write and I wanted to start branching into what I've always really wanted to do well you 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 if I remember correctly from when we met that was your first intention mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like all those years ago when you were like a little girl yeah. wanting to make music Totally. That little girl was a pop music girl. Oh, I was not obs- even a Broadway girl. Oh no, I was. Well, certainly my mother had infused that into me like from birth. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. you know, eight at eight years old, you know, belting out Annie on the hassock in the living room with all my friends playing at orphans on the floor. Oh my god, great pictures of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was obsessed with Whitney Houston. Like I wanted to be Whitney. I knew every note she sang. I memorized everything. I could literally sing the songs. Note for note, exactly the way Whitney mm. sang every song, and um, that's sort of how I learned to be the kind of singer that I wanted to be. Right, and that, and I think that's probably why, to my ear, your EP doesn't sound as um, self-conscious as the work I've heard from other people who make pop music after having worked in. Uh, theater mm-hmm. or cabaret mm-hmm. um, you're more relaxed well I think that that there's a lot of stuff that goes into play with me where I am now in my life as far as being relaxed um, you know I spent a lot of years being very insecure and, and in that place for sure I think uh, part of that is uh, finally realizing at, at my age that you know I'm okay as who I am and that I love myself and that I I have found amazing love in my life and you know my wife loves me and we have a great family and I think all of that plays into my self-confidence mm. as an artist and it it fostered my ability to be able to write really from my heart and not feel insecure about it uh, so this is this is exactly where I was hoping we were going to land next which is you are openly lesbian. Yep. And um, yet you're not making, you're, you're an interesting, um, you're a very interesting woman, Anne Steele, <laughs> because, you, you, because you, you're, you're sort of uh, comfortably cabaret, but not really. Yeah. You're comfortably pop. Mm-hmm. You're comfortably lesbian, but you don't make what people would call lesbian-friendly music. You make just pop music. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. So- uh, and I would imagine that there are women who would say to you, you know, Anne, <laughs> if you moved a little bit more to this lane, uh-huh. you might have an easier time. Right. Like if I could learn to play guitar. <laughs> or if you just hired someone to play guitar for you, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. If you were more of a strummy girl and less yeah. of a and less of a kind of a rhythm girl. Yeah. I don't, I'm not drawn to that. 
I mean, I like to listen to that music. Like when you look at my Spotify list, it's all like acoustic morning, acoustic afternoon. I like that energy, that mm -hmm. sort of mellow feeling, but I don't like to do that on stage. I am very sort of energy driven and I like I like to hear, you know, the pounding drums. I love the the hot bass line. That's what I like. That's right. what moves me on stage. So how do you how do you if you've had periods of self doubt and who doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and in order to be, in order to get to the point where you proclaim I feel good about myself, mm -hmm. that means there was a day when you didn't. Certainly, right? yes. I, saw that, I mean, at least in my life and in my experience personally, that declaration only comes when you haven't felt that way. Mm -hmm. So, how do you handle that gentle advice from people <laughs> on the day when you're not necessarily feeling tip top? Oh, it's terrible. I mean, I went through. Do you I went, start buying Melissa Etheridge records and learning them? Like, what do you no, do? No, I think that. Or do you take those records and and break them against the wall? Like, fuck you, Melissa. Like, come on, no, give me something, man. I would never say that. <laughs> however, however, I do have a story. One night, I was in uh, Don't Tell Mama with Melissa Etheridge, and she asked me to do a duet, and it was after a very long night, and I could not remember the lyrics to any songs. Meaning I was drunk. And I said, I will play tambourine instead and played drunk tambourine with Melissa Etheridge. Hey, you know True what? True story. Hey, didn't Tracy and the Partridge family have a whole career based on that? <laughs> Gotta have some tambourine. <laughs> Gotta have some Nothing tambourine. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I always wanted to play cowbell myself. Yeah. Oh, you gotta love cowbell. Uh, so, but, but, I mean, I But you get what I'm, you get yeah, where I'm going. I get what like, you're saying. Because people will prey upon artists <sighs> yes. to move them in the direction where they think they should go. Mm -hmm. They think they know what, what, what kind of artist you should be. Oh, I've, I've certainly had, I had a couple sort of, I did a couple of things that I regretted when the EP was not finished when it was just rough cuts and all that kind of stuff I played it for some people um that were in the business just to get a vibe and see what they thought sure. and regretted every second of it because sort of the feedback that I got although I was open to it certainly and that's why I asked for it it did sort of crush me a little bit you know yeah and so I just decided in that moment and my wife was there she could tell you I decided in that moment that I'm not going to do it like that. That's not how this is going to be. This is about me and the music I like. And if people like it, that's awesome. And that's what I hope will happen. But if pe if some people don't like it, it's okay. S music isn't for everyone. You know what I mean? Like what plays on my headphones in my story in my on my soundtrack is mm -hmm. not what plays on your headphones. And that's okay. You know, that's why the beauty of the world, we can right. all make our own choices and, you know, you buy what you want. So... I thought, unless I stick to who I am and stay true to the music that I love and the music I want to make, then it's not going to represent me. And sometimes you have to go walk through fire to get to that point, don't you? Yeah, I, a little I, bit. I've learned that myself in, in what I do, which is very different from what you do. I've learned not to ask people what they think mm -hmm. because sometimes I care. Sometimes I really don't give a shit. Right. And other times it doesn't matter because you're, what you think or feel mm -hmm. has absolutely nothing to do with me. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, uh, and I, I finally feel good enough about what I do so that it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to keep doing it exactly. anyway. So there will always be critics. There will always be critics. Well, because if people are ambivalent, then you're not registering on the Richter scale. Right. And like you either hate it or you love it. That's it. Like, you know. Have a reaction. Yeah. Feel something. Feel something. If it makes you angry or you don't like it, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Because that means I've I've 
sparked something in Misha you. Misha listened. Right. Misha listened. We're exactly. talking about Ann Steele's EP. It's called What's Mine. It's available right now. Uh, wherever you like to download music, it's also available via CD Baby. Yes. Um, it's on CD Baby. It's going to come out on iTunes probably uh, today or tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by the time people hear us, yep. they'll it's, be able to get it's it. It's uploading right now. Very exciting. It's a great EP. And it's and, been getting great reaction from the people who listen to it. And we shows. really, there's a second. Um, th- What's Mine is already out on CD Baby and iTunes. Right. But I released a new EP of remixes. Of remixes of Without You. It's called Without You Tonight, the remixes. So and that a, is what's coming out. So it's the, the Good Girls mix. The Good Girls. Paul Goodyear. Uh-huh. Paul Goodyear. Uh, um, and Wayne G. Wayne G. Yep. They're really good mixes. Thank you. They're good. I mean, I'm an old club queen, and they're really, really good mixes. And we have two, we have two. We have an extended mix for each, and then we have a radio edit for each. So they're exactly. all on the EP. They're all on the EP. So you should get your hands on that because it's good stuff. Um, so, how do you deal with people? We were talking about people having an opinion, mm-hmm. and they will, mm-hmm. and they do. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the attention you get because you're married to a fairly prominent woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people have an opinion about her and yeah. her, her ex-wife. Yes. And I know the two of you aren't shy because we're Facebook friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and honestly, I want to live Ann Steele's life. Honestly. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all. But so how, but how do you feel about that? Cause that's part of being a public person. Well, um, I will say that I have been um, really uh, unaffected by anything. Like, we, we don't really get any negativity, to be honest. We get a lot of positivity and support. Mm. And people that are very happy that we're so happy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's funny. Uh, I I did one time have one thing happen on Instagram where someone wrote something nasty to me. And it only happened one time, ever. I mean, I never get na- nasty tweets. I'm not suggesting people tweet me nasty things, but I've no, ne- I never get nasty. No, because block is a good function. It is a good so function. So is the report spam function, Yeah, be told. But I'm just saying I've never had a nasty tweet. Yeah. I've had one nasty Instagram uh, interaction. Mm-hmm. I Instagram a lot um, because I think it's a great way to sort of show people what you're doing. And sure. I really love Instagram. Yeah. Um, Plus, it has really cool filters that make you look so much better. <laughs> you don't need the filters, Anne. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, so I got an ass. Blushing! Yes! I blushed. I may have There's blushed. There's nothing better than making a person blush Thanks. as a fellow blusher. <laughs> That's nice. Okay, go ahead. So, My um, revenge against the world. I got a nasty uh, Instagram comment, and it was someone that was, you know, mm-hmm. not really someone that knows me. It was someone that followed me via connections you know Mm -hmm. and so I just sort of had a moment where I said you know I really don't think you should follow me because you don't really know me if you would say something like this to me Mm -hmm. you don't know me and so then I had a you know another series of interactions and I just blocked her because I was like well this is just wasting my energy so that is the only time that's good yeah and 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 what I'm what I'm leading to in, in in bringing this up is part of success with your music is scrutiny of your life. Mm -hmm. Very, very few artists get to just live in an artistic vacuum. Yeah. Especially now. I don't think they ever did. Yeah, no. But certainly in in the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter world, 
that's just not possible because part of, I mean, one of the reasons why I went on Facebook in the first place, because I don't like social media. I'm making friends with it now, mm -hmm. but I went on it because I was advised mm -hmm. that, oh, certainly. that it's a necessary part of what I do for a living. Yes. Um, have you, have you thought about what it means to do more than sing like Whitney Houston or like whoever you're feeling that, that part of success mm -hmm. is scrutinization is, I don't like her hair today. Yeah. That blouse is really not working for me. Oh, yeah. The hair thing has, was a was a big issue. Well, because you cut it all I off. I cut all my hair off. So, yeah, I got a lot of comments about my hair. She had, And you used to have really long hair, apparently. Yes. yes. I haven't known you with a short hair. You I mean, I haven't yeah. known you with a long hair. Right. I've only known you with a short hair. Yeah, my hair was very long. I can't picture you with long hair. Like, down to To hair me, long. you're like the short pixie girl. Oh, my God. No. It's so cute. Yeah. Well, thanks. But 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 you know what it, you know, yeah. I mean, ugh. That was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I've been an entertainer my whole life, really. I grew up dancing. This, you know, everything is about your appearance. You're judged constantly about your appearance. To me, I've gotten so over that. I'm so over it. Like, I don't really care. Like, there are times in my life when I've been super skinny. There are times in my life when I've been overweight. I have let it go. And that's another part of, I think, feeling, maybe what you can feel in the record, that I don't care what people think about me. I know, that's you know, what I like about the record. I'm sort of obsessed with the cons the current controversy about Kelly Clarkson, mm -hmm. you know, and her weight. It really bothers me because that girl can sing like, but I you, can't even tell you how much you know I'm obsessed with her really voice. But really funny? She was up here, uh, Kelly's been on this show many times, and she's a, she's a, actually become a bit of a friend. Um, everybody has an opinion about it except her. Yeah. And you know what's well, really funny her. is I believe she because she said that into a microphone, but then she and I talked off mic, mm -hmm. and I believe her. She's she's like, listen, dude, I have a hot husband and a kid. Yeah, and an amazing voice and, and an incredible career. She's not even thinking about that. She's like, I got a hot husband uh -huh. who thinks I look hot. I have a baby, mm -hmm. and if I want a sandwich, I'm gonna have a sandwich. Yeah, good for her. But that's what really drives me crazy because and BTW, she's hot. Yeah, she's amazing. She's also tiny in person. I know. I know. It's so silly. But I, I, she's a perfect example of somebody that I'm like, you know, she's got it all. Yeah. And the she fact sure does. that people care so much about that, it's just so infuriating. Why do you think, why do you think, because of the fact that part of what you have to do in selling your music is selling yourself, right? Yeah, people, certainly. There, there's a connectivity. I didn't, I, I, I didn't realize that until. I was doing this show for two years, completely personally disconnected. And then it wasn't until I started spilling my spleen into a microphone mm -hmm. that people started to pay attention to what I was doing the rest of the time. Right. Um, what, I guess I could circle back to, what did you ask your wife about how she felt in you spilling these songs, which are very personal, these photos, which are very personal, uh -huh. part of part of what you're doing is you're selling Ann Steele as a musician, but in 2015, Ann Steele has to also be sold as a personal commodity. Mm -hmm. Well, Kelly is very used to being a public person. I know it's not an issue. But I, if I if I were Kelly, I'd be like, back up, vampire. <laughs> Oh, wait. You, <laughs> I'd have the might... fucking I'd have the fucking cross out, bitch. I'd be like, get out of my room. Okay. Now I'm just saying she is the most supportive and encouraging person ever. 
So that is certainly not the case. You know what's really fun, y'all? Anne and I are sitting here talking about Kelly like she's not in the room. Know, she's, she's sitting right over there. She's it's literally really fun. Like, like four feet away from she's me. She's literally four feet away. But, <laughs> but, you, but you get what I'm saying, Okay, well, here's, here's a funny story. Because my husband hates when I talk about us on the radio. Yeah. He it, looks at me like, I'm going to hit you with my shoe if you keep talking about you me. You know, here's a here's a couple of things that have happened. Vivi, our 12-year-old, she's 12 now, yeah. um, the youngest. Cute she, pink tips, by the oh, way. Oh, so cute, right? They're very cute. Coolest moms ever. Let her dye her hair pink. I know. Just on the tips. Just the tip. Hashtag. Just the tip. tip. (laughs) Anyway, so. Are you sure you're not a gay man? Go on. (laughs) I am a gay man. I'm telling you. This is the problem. That's why I like dance music. So, so is my wife. So it works out perfectly. So anyway, so a couple of times I've had moments with Vivi talking about fame, basically. Like one time she said to me, we were going to Michael's to buy crafts because that's what you do when you have a kid. And she was probably like 10 at that time, right? Maybe. 10. And she said, Annie, because she calls me Annie, Annie, do you think that if we went in this store and your music was playing on the radio, on the speakers, that people would come up to you and talk to you and they would know who you are? And I was like, we could only hope so, honey. Like, you know, of course, like, dear God, please let that happen. Please pray for that right now. But, but, I mean, I think it's her awareness of what fame is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they have half of their life, they, they live a very sort of exposed life. Yeah. And half of the time they're with us, which is not, I mean, we may, I might post pictures on Instagram, but we don't, you know, we're not very public no. with our kids. Right. Um, and so it was just her acknowledging that that could be a shift that could happen yeah. for me. And then not long ago, she said to me, she was so excited about the remix. Are you talking about the, yeah. Oh yeah. So the right before the EP came out, she said, Annie, what happens? Now she's 12, okay? So we're now two years of <laughs> development. She says, what's gonna happen when your EP comes out? I mean, we have a house on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And I was like, oh my God, she thinks I'm going to be so famous. Wow. <laughs> like, she thinks I need isn't a gate to keep people out. And I said, honey, cool, if someone comes to my door and says, are you Ann Steele? I'm going to be like, come on in. Let's have some coffee. Yeah, hey, I got cake. Like, literally. I've got cake. So funny. Well, first of all, yeah, that's hysterical. <laughs> Ann Steele joining us here on Sirius XMLQ. So the the uh, the EP is, uh, is uh, remixes of the song Without You. And, uh, and they're really, really strong. And what I really like about the remixes is that the song didn't disappear. Right. Because I've, I've worked in clubs for many, many years, and there's nothing more annoying than the song disappearing. Mm-hmm. So how did you make sure of that? I mean, were you, uh, well, were you, were you like sitting on people's shoulders saying now? No. You know who, you know, Carmen at Fly Life, who is- Who I've known for- A dream. 40 years. Yeah, he's a dream. He's dreamy. I have the best dirt on him. You someday. do? Yeah. Oh, my God. Baby. Later? Tell you, me. You, you, <laughs> It's good too. Well, he <laughs> Carmen managed all of that. Um, he so you're in the best hands. Dealt with all of that. Yeah, in the best hands. He he picked the DJs. I did ask for Wayne G because I know him from Atlantis Cruises, mm-hmm. and um, actually Paul Goodyear. I'm going to actually meet in person because he's doing the RSVP cruise, so oh, I'm going to cool. meet him finally in person. But Paul all Goodyear of it, is amazing. Yeah, I'm. I love him. He's so sweet. Yeah, we're Facebook friends. <laughs> 
Oh my god! <laughs> so, so and the good girls, those are um, we wanted a, a a female remix because we were hoping that it would reach the lesbians. Really, that girls would play it. Lesbians you know, do in like the to dance. Yeah, sure. I danced a lot when I was <laughs> <laughs> mostly with the boys, but that doesn't you know, matter. It doesn't matter. No, I I feel you. Uh, no, uh, what 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 does the for you to your mind and to your ears? What do the remixes do to the actual song you wrote? Well, because I, I feel song, very different about each the, one. I hear the song. I hear the song very differently in this in these forms. Yeah, it's so different. I mean, first of all, it's the it's slowed down considerably. Yeah. Um, the original is much now that I when I listen to the original, I'm like, whoa, whoo, whoo, like, you know, <laughs> I kind of want to jump up and down. Yeah. Um, but the remixes, first of all, they're much more slow slowed down. Um, the Paul Goodyear mix, I feel like is is the most vocally driven track. Um. It's very, very, uh, the vocal is very present, which is the first one I received. Yeah, the Paul Goodyear is the one that will work the best on the radio. Yeah, I think so too. But the Good Girls, the thing I like about the Good Girls was they have a lot of really cool like mids in it, mm -hmm. a lot of the, the mid sounds. And then I think the Wayne G mix is like the uh, much more like the Atlantis White Party mix. Yeah, I mean, the Atlantis. It has more bass. Yeah, the Wayne G is very circuit, very circuity. Yeah. Uh, the Good Girls is very, it's going to sound great on a good sound system. Yeah. That's a good, like, 4 a.m. track. Yeah. And, and and I think the Paul Goodyear sounds good on the air. Yeah. Well, I have, I want you to also, I'm going to give you the uh, extended, mm -hmm. because I want you to, you know, have them and yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to those, because, well, I, I mean, they're like eight minutes long, but. I know, but it's, it's fun to have. So, but do you feel, because I feel like the words sound differently in these in these contexts. They do. They do. How do you feel about the words sounding so different? Um, there, it's a little bit more of a sullen song. Yeah, this, I mean, which is very unusual. Usually, dance remixes pep up a song. Uh huh. Um, this kind of darkened this. These uh -huh. mixes darkened. The I think song. it did definitely. It made the did. song more. It made uh, particularly the good girls mix makes the song more poignant. Mm -hmm. I think. I agree. I think that's true. Um, because the original is much more up t up tempo yeah. and much more like just kind of jump and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And this one, it like slows it down so you hear the lyrics more and it's more, yeah, I, I really, really like them a lot. See, I, I was listening to the, uh, the, the edits of the, of the mixes and I was thinking, uh, I wonder how these mixes are going to affect your future writing. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good question. I don't know. I haven't really written anything since I gotten them, so it's interesting. I would I would be very curious to hear you uh write with one of these people or mm -hmm. to have one of them give you a track and just play with it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because I think um your voice works really well in the context. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And and your words don't disappear in the context. I think you know how I think what I like about the EP and and uh, before playing without you, I've been playing a lot of uh, the title cut. Mm -hmm. People love it. Good. That's it's my. <laughs> a, is that your favorite? Well, that's the one I really wrote about growing up in Indiana. Yeah, it's just it's just it's got it's got something that it's it's got a balance and it's got a, a, an interesting kind of defiant joy mm. that you don't want to. You want you don't want to lose. You want to keep playing it over and over and over again. Oh, thank you. Uh, but you're you you're very good at at economical words in up tempo songs. <laughs> and so I'm curious to hear what happens when you have to work within a beat. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because yeah, because it changes it. It changes it a lot. Mm -hmm. It restricts what you can do. 
for sure. But I think you can handle it. Well, they took the, and it's funny, I had no idea. I mean, listen, I've never done remixes. I know nothing about them. Um, But the fact that they could slow it down and they they could use the original vocal. They said sometimes you can't do that because no. it stretches the vocals. So I know, strangely. but your vocal sounded you sound it sounded like you re-sang it. I didn't. Yeah, it sounds really good. It's amazing that they can it do that. It sounds really good. Um congratulations. You're Thank you. you're on the road. Yay. You're on the road. Do you feel like you're on the road? Does it feel like it yet? Or is it, it still feels too good. new? There's a lot happening. Um so well, what, can you tell us any of what's happening? Or um, do I have to well, drag you back up here? Well, I just got a new concert, you? which I'm excited about. But um, you know, I, I'm playing. I'm going to back to Rehoboth to the Blue Moon, which I'm super excited about in June, the end of June 29th. Okay, my but birthday. That's your birthday. That's my birthday. Oh, I remember that. You have to like, you have to like, you know, give you a shout out. Give me a shout out <laughs> in the distance. I'll hear. I'll pick it up in the sky. Um, but the new one I'm excited about is I got booked for the On the Boardwalk series in Atlantic City playing. Ooh. Uh, at the Kennedy Plaza. It's like a big, huge concert. That's nice. When is that? Yeah. Um, July 14th, the day before my birthday. Oh, my God. We're cancers. Yeah. Oh, my God. It we're cancers. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do Atlantic City for my birthday, which will be fun. That's After a big concert. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. This is really, this is starting to happen. Yeah. It's good. It must be really satisfying because you're doing it, you're, you're, you're doing it on your own. Yeah. I have to tell you, I never I mean, I know, thought I could do it on my own. I mean, it sucks to do it on your own, right? Well, you want someone to pay for, yeah. you know, the car. Why isn't the car waiting for me? Yeah. How often do you call? Like, turn around, wait. turn around for a second. <laughs> How often do you call Kelly and say, "Where is my car?" Never. <laughs> you want to though, right? Yeah. I would love that. That'd <laughs> did be you, amazing. Did you want to say that this morning? You said that this morning, right? Like, well, after I drove Vivi to school at seven thirty, I was already <laughs> up, so it didn't really matter. This is the glamorous life of Ann Steele. I know, but couldn't you say, Okay, now you drive so I can, can I say I see here's here's and this is why my husband wants to hit me with a shoe. Because when he won't drive in, in America, but in, in UK where where he's originally from, if we're driving, I'll say, Can I sit in the back? <laughs> oh my god. Why? Because then I feel like he's my chauffeur. Oh, God. I go. Okay, you know what? Sometimes when you drive kids around, you feel like a chauffeur because they want to sit in the I back know, with so their friends. I know, so all the more reason why so you should like, be like, uh, hey, Turns Kelly? out I'm an actual chauffeur. Hey, Kelly, how about I sit in the back? <laughs> and then you don't even have to tell her. Cover your ears, Kelly. And just, just lay there and just pretend you're Audrey Hepburn. And- Wait, you know what's going to happen once Blake can drive? Because Blake is going to be able to drive soon. I'm going to make him drive and I'll sit in the back. Make it, and get him a hat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Be fun, right? He would totally do that, He too. would totally do it, right? Just to drive. <laughs> just to drive. Yeah. So you take advantage of it. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll drive you around. Hey, I'll, Blake, I'll you want to drive? I'll driving, drive? but I get to ride in the back. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to ride in the back. Don't mind if I'm buffing my nails while That's you're doing amazing. that. <laughs> I need to bring someone to buff my nails. I can't buff my own nails. Kelly. <laughs> Nail buffer I think she's going to take off her shoe and hit me. I know. And thank you for coming to visit. Oh, it's please. really good to thank see you. Thank you for having me. This has got to, we, we've got so much more to talk about. So to be continued, congratulations on the shows. Um, uh, how can people follow you? Um, I am on uh, Twitter. At, it's The Ann Steele. I am on Instagram, The Ann Steele. I'm on Facebook which is the real Ann Steele. Yeah. I know. So that's it. And uh, I have a website, annsteele.com, which has everything. It has all my dates. I'm playing New York City in the fall, in October 23rd at the Cutting Room. Oh, good. So that's going to be cool. That's going to be, oh, the Cutting Room is such a good place. I've never played there. I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be good. It's perfect for your voice. Uh, but the uh, the EP is called What's Mine. It's available right now. The uh, remixes, 
the Remix EP for Without You. By the time you're listening to this, because obviously we're recording it, um, <laughs> by the time you're hearing this, you can go download it um, yeah. and keep uh, keep an eye and an ear open, and we're going to listen to some music by Ann Steele right now here on Sirius XM LQ. Yeah. 